TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your life. Welcome to Wellness Women Radio for the women with big dreams who dare to be different and who want to thrive in health, work and play. Dr. Ashley Bond and Dr. Andrea Huddleston bring you a weekly podcast to help you master true health and create an exceptional life. Hello there, gorgeous, across the world. Thank you so much for joining us this week on Wellisman Radio. It's always a pleasure to have you joining us. And uh, we love all your feedback and emails and all the things that you share with us. So thank you so much for connecting with us and communicating with us because uh, it certainly lets us know that we're getting the right messages out there. And I know today is going to knock your socks off because uh, we have an incredibly special guest with us and we talk about connecting. And so often we talk socially about connecting with others, but this, uh, this gem of a human being is going to talk to us a little bit about how we connect and uh, create uh, the life we would love to be living. So, Andrew, do the intros. Awesome. Well, ladies, uh, it's good for Ash and I to be back behind the mic as well. I'm sure you all know that uh, I've just been in Africa, Ashley's just been in the US, and our amazing guest today, Dr. Dane here, uh, is here from the US, but he's actually just flown into Sydney from India. So you've got three like super international travelers uh, that you're tuning into right now, which is pretty cool. Um, are we all a little jet lagged? Are yes. We all a little jet lagged? I'm a little jet lagged. I was up at 3 a.m. this morning. No. No. <laughs> no. no. Dane's not and up. I may he's be, he's... but the answer is still no. No, he's no. superhuman. I told you, superhuman. <laughs> <laughs> now, before I uh, do a proper introduction, today. I want to uh, give you ladies a little bit of insight first. Um, so in preparation for this interview, I have called upon the help of uh, who someone who I think is your absolute biggest fan on the planet, Dane, and that is <laughs> my older sister, Sarah, my beautiful older sister, Sarah. Um, and she's your biggest fan definitely for a reason, though, because you truly have changed her life. You are her favorite author. Uh, and she's so excited that she could not sleep last night because we were interviewing you today. And she has taken the day off work today just so that she could be available for me if I had questions, <laughs> which I think is uh, is just so awesome. Now, she's going to be at your We'll talk a little bit about more later. She's going to be there on Friday night. And she wants you to sign her book, but she's going to be nervous. So I thought I would lay the foundations here and her call to action that she has to come and get you to sign her book if you're okay with that. And she has Definitely. to introduce herself. Okay. Um, uh, Dane, um, let me I let love me introduce her already. I know, I know. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more about her story in a second. But before I do that, let me just frame you to our audience a little bit better so everyone knows who the hell we're talking to. Um, so Dr. Dane here is a best-selling author of Being You, and this is the book that changed my sister's life. Um, he's an entrepreneur. He's an internationally renowned speaker. He's also the co-creator and a leading facilitator or the leading facilitator of Access Consciousness, which is a personal development modality um, which is practiced in 173 countries now. Uh, you were originally, or Dane was originally uh, raised in the ghetto of LA. Um, he's a chiropractor. And I love this because all of these genius thought leaders uh, were all chiropractors, right? <laughs> hey, um, chiropractor. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dane's also the co-founder of a diverse range of businesses around the world. He is a conscious and creative thought leader with a profound understanding of the power of personal creation. And he draws upon his background and unique perspective to facilitate a positive change in the world and empower people from every culture, country, age, social status, etc., to create money, relationships, and a life that people truly desire. How amazing does that sound? That's so cool. Um, now, Dane, w- the reason I say that you changed uh, Sarah's life is because she was living in Canada and was in a super toxic relationship, um, but she, you know, she lived there for sort of 10 years. Uh, she was in this relationship. She was engaged to this guy. She had a friend. She, you know, everything there. But then she read your book and she asked the question, you know, what else is possible here? And literally straight away there was this mass immediate action that brought her back to Australia. She became an access bars facilitator um, and she's now living a life that she is so truly um, inspired by every single day. Uh, And I think that is just so beautiful. So I'm really grateful to you for having that profound effect on her. Um, So thank you for that. Um, But enough of that for the moment. Uh, Dane, what I want to know is all of these amazing things that you've done, how did you get into the business of of changing the world? Like how cool is that? How did you get – can you unpack that for us? So let's go back. (laughs) That's a a great question and a very large question on the one hand and a very – I guess, simple question on the other in that it's like, I'm a seeker and I always have been, you know, one of those people that always knew something different should be possible. And Mm -hmm. I became a chiropractor because I wanted to create miracles in people's bodies and their lives. And I was one of those weirdos. I was on the lunatic fringe of chiropractic, you know, the, the people that, (laughs) you know, muscle tests for organ stuff and nutritional stuff. And emotional stuff. Hey, that's not fair. Are you calling us weirdos? (laughs) (laughs) No, this is funny. I had I I was in chiropractic school, and I'm sitting there with all my friends, and and out of everybody in our entire term, I was the weirdo. I was the weirdest one they knew, right? But because it worked, they kept coming to me for sessions and that sort of thing. And the most respected radiologist in chiropractic at the time looked and said, "Those people who do this weird stuff are on the lunatic fringe of chiropractic." And I looked and I went, yes, I am. And <laughs> it, it was wonderful to be acknowledged, you know. And he didn't think it was a compliment, but I certainly did. I was like, you are so right. I am not normal. And I think that's, I think that's really the conversation here is because for the people that aren't normal, they keep trying to be. They keep trying to, you know, fit in and judge the world like other people do. They keep trying to look at, you know, having just this is enough and not exploring anything beyond what everybody else is looking at is enough and it's just not. And I, I know it wasn't for me. And I got to the place 18 years ago where I was living in Santa Barbara, which is just beautiful. It's one of the most beautiful places in the U S you can live. Everything is easy. Well, except for me, I was depressed and unhappy. And I remember driving to work every morning from where I lived and I looked left and looked right at the people on the freeway. And I was like, wow, why is everybody happier than I am? And I had been unhappy for the better part of almost three years. And for me, even when my grandmother asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? My answer was happy. And she's like, no, do you want to be like a lawyer? Do you want to be a doctor? Do you want to be a trash man? What do you want to be? I'm like, yes, as long as I'm happy. You know, and that's been my point of view from the time I was a kid. And I was so unhappy 
And I was one of these people who was trying everything I could find. I was doing metaphysics. I was doing spiritual stuff. I was doing the weirdest friggin' stuff you could imagine. You know, just let's not even go there. I was doing it. Okay. And, you know, I used a pendulum to check, you know, everything and different weird shit like that. And then at the same time, you know, I would feel like I finally had the answer and I was finally happy. And then by Wednesday of the following week, it would go away. And I was like, Jesus. And at the same time, I was doing chiropractic seminars, learning more wonderful ways of healing other people, applying those and seeing some change that I knew was possible, but not nearly what I knew should be possible. And I got to a point where I said, universe, you got six months. Either my life changes or I'm killing myself. And I really didn't care which it was. And I thought, because I had made that, you know, made that, like I made my statement to the universe. I thought I was finally going to get to get out because I had been struggling for a long time. And then I came across something called access consciousness. And it was this little ad that said, access all of life comes to me with ease and joy and glory. And of course, I was overjoyed, right? Oh, my God, no. I wanted to kill the person that put the ad in the paper. I'm like, my life is pain, suffering, and gory. You have no idea what I'm going through. And so I threw the paper away, saw the paper the following week, and remembered that long ago I had learned that if you love it or hate it, there's something there for you. So I called the girl. I'm like, what do you do? She says, oh, we do all kinds of stuff. And there was this person on the other line that wasn't judging anything, didn't care whether I did a session, wasn't trying to talk me into anything. And I went, okay, what do you do for me? She said, well, we'll start with this thing called the bars. And at the worst, you feel like you had a good massage. At the best, your whole life can change. And I didn't realize, you know, at the time I had said, either my life changes or I'm out of here. I went, I had one session. And this was from somebody who was depressed, who was suicidal on and off, and who was truly planning on leaving the planet. And I remember leaving that hour and 15 minute session after giggling like a little kid for an hour and 15 minutes, like, he, he, <laughs> <laughs> and leaving there, looking up at the sky going, has it always been this beautiful here? And I remember that moment saying, wow, if it can be like this, I'm in. I don't want to go anymore. I want to stay and I want to see how this is possible to live this and, and bring it to other people. So you got my curiosity that, because I, I'm in this session that you had, it, I, I was like, what, are you smoking something? Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you taking peyote or something? <laughs> I know, right? I, you know, that's the interesting thing also is before that, you know, I would do anything I could to try to feel better, whether it was yeah. self-medicating with something you smoke or otherwise. And it never worked because once you came down off of it, you always felt worse, mm. or at least I did. Yes, yeah, so escapism. Yeah, exactly. And that's the other, I'm so glad you brought that up because I think that's where a lot of us are. Mm. It's like nobody's ever given us the tools to be more present and more creative and more happy. Most people are like, oh, well, you do this this way, you repeat this to get on this wavelength. And then, yeah, but this escapism thing that we've all been trying to do, it doesn't work. What I found is getting more present in your life and actually handling, handling what needs to be handled is the only thing that works. But in order to do that, you need to have the tools to do it. So this thing with the bars, this session that I had, and Access has, I don't know, probably 8,000 other tools, but, and I mean literally 8,000 other tools, but it's these 32 points on the head that when somebody holds them, it's like your, your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, your judgment, sort of all those stuck points of view start going away. And the bars have names like money, control, creativity, body, joy, sadness, and it starts to create a change in in the energetics of how you function, in the energetics of how you live. And it's it's not so much like trying to mentally force yourself into changing something. It's like you just show up differently and 
things are different. And that's definitely been experience with it as well. Um, Dane, I've heard it being referred to as like almost having your brain fragged. And uh-huh. I like that uh, kind of metaphor, I guess, because it's kind of, um, it's almost like allowing more space in there for more possibilities. And one thing that I've really noticed um, with Sarah is that she almost has like a completely different language now. So she talks, and maybe you can explain this to me um, and help our audience to understand as well. She talks almost in this perpetual state of, of question or uh, maybe expectation of the right word, but it's a question of the universe. So she's um, saying things like, uh, who does this belong to? Or how does it get any better than this? Or uh, what will it take to, you know, X, Y, Z? Can you uh, give me some info into why you kind of uh, ask those questions? Yeah, absolutely. And a, a couple of things. It's like I, I want to point out, even though that session did, it literally saved my life. You know, I'm not saying that's what happens for everybody that gets one of these sessions. I just know what I experienced so I can talk about that. And and I've seen it create a level of greater peace in most people that receive it. So let me just put that out there also because there's so many things that are like, hey, come in. In an hour, we're going to change your whole world and you'll never have to do anything else. We're going to change you. You know, I'm like, I'm sorry, that's bullshit. But, you know, <laughs> we have all been told so many things like that. And this is not that. But I do want to say, having said that, using it and actually utilizing the tools that are available along with it starts to create massive shift in everybody that I've seen that actually uses this stuff, which is kind of interesting, but it's up to them to use it. So one of the big tools that we give in access is that of asking questions. See, a question always empowers and opens up a different possibility. An answer or a conclusion disempowers because for every answer and conclusion you have, you're stuck with your conclusion. If you decide you're stupid and that's your conclusion, you're right. If you decide it's hard to come by money, you're right and you'll have to work for it. Whereas somebody sitting right next to you that never made that same decision, money shows up for them with ease and you're like, why does it happen for you? Well, because they don't have the same points of view and the same decisions you do. And so what it boils down to fundamentally is your point of view creates your reality. Reality doesn't create your point of view. And one of the ways of opening up different possibilities, one really cool way is by asking questions. And one great question everybody can ask is, how does it get any better than this? When something good happens or when something bad happens, when something good happens, it makes it even better. Because you're like, but you say it from a space of total gratitude, like, oh, my God, that's awesome. I just got, you know, I just had this bill reduced by, you know, by 90 percent. That's awesome. How does it get any better than that? And what you're doing is you're keeping the energy going for how it can get better in your life. And in the question, and in, sorry, in the case of something bad happening, you ask, how does it get any better than this? What happens is it starts to change and you start to see it's not as bad as you thought. But if you don't ask the question, you're stuck with the initial conclusion that you have about anything. So we have a ton of these questions. Um, how does it get any better than this? Another great one, like you mentioned your sister asking, what else is possible? Because when you're presented with something and it looks like this and it feels like, Ugh, when I say it looks like this, not that anybody can actually see me out there around the world, but in my mind, people can see me. It looks like this. <laughs> um, it looks like, let's say it looks like a big brick wall in front of you and a brick wall covered in poo. How about that? I think that's visual, you know? I mean, I think I almost capture, I capture at least two of the five senses in that one, right? Anyway, yeah. 
So it looks like this. Okay, this brick wall, you get the idea. You know, this thing occurred and you're like, oh, another wall in front of me. Well, if you don't ask any questions, now you just know there's a wall in front of you. Now what do you do? What most people do is they then back up and try to go into a corner. Well, with this, you be present with it and go, wait a minute, what else is possible here? Because we live in a universe of possibilities. I would say probably everybody could at least acknowledge that. But how do you access those possibilities? You ask for them. What else is possible here? So it's really practical and pragmatic. And then and in doing that, for anybody out there, if you just took home, how does it get any better than this? Or something good or something bad? And what else is possible for anything that occurs that you would like to change? Those two things will start to shift your reality. And I've had people who who've told me that time and time again. And then to speak to the third question that, that you mentioned regarding your sister, who does this belong to? This one is phenomenal for somebody who's experienced depression, unhappiness. Oh, I don't know, wants to kill themselves like I did. Uh, feels like they're always in a constant state of judgment. Because what we found in Access Consciousness is 98% of your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, your judgments, and all the crap that makes you heavy in other words, 90% of your monkey mind is stuff you're actually picking up from other people. And how do you know this? Well, have you ever walked into a room where somebody was sad and all of a sudden you started to get sad or walked into a room where a bunch of people were sad and before you even get there, you start feeling sad. And you're like, well, I wonder what's wrong. I wonder why I'm sad. And then you walk into your family reunion and go, oh, this is why these people are all sad here. Okay, cool. But do this all the time. We've been picking up thoughts, feelings, and emotions, judgments, points of view from other people, the way to dislodge them is, who does this belong to? To every thought, feeling, and emotion, judgment, heaviness that you have for three days. And if it lightens up at all when you ask, who does this belong to? It's not yours. You're just picking it up because you're psychically aware. You're like a big psychic SpongeBob. And if you ask, who does this belong to? You can finally let go of this 98% of crap that isn't yours. And then you can be like I do. You can walk around a city like Sydney and be like you're in a walking, talking meditation with no thoughts. That's in, amazing. In Sydney. <laughs> I'm finding that hard to believe. I grew up there. <laughs> I know. Um, you know, and I was walking around. I'm like, wow, isn't it interesting? I don't have any thoughts in my head right now. And there were, you know, thousands of people out there. Yeah, that's amazing. Man, that sounds quite peaceful to have no yeah. thoughts. Yeah. Yes incredible um Dan, you mentioned that if you feel a sense of lightness that uh, stuff that you're picking up on or those feelings don't belong to you and you talk about that a lot that if it feels light then sort of move into that what what do you mean by that great question well let me give you the the backstory for that which is that what's true will always make you lighter a lie will always yes. make you heavier so given that then if it's heavy, it's not actually true for you, even if it is true for somebody else. If it's light, it is what's true for you. And once again, like with so many of these other tools, if somebody just took that into their life and got the sense of what creates lightness and they followed that, their life within a matter of weeks and months would start getting lighter. The reason most people's lives are so heavy and they keep trying to get out of it is because they look, you know, they have this choice come up and they choose the heavy choice thinking I will bring lightness to it. You know, they choose the, the unhappy person to be in a relationship with thinking I can make them light and happy once they realize how much I love them or, you know, that sort of thing. So 
let me give you a, an example, and I'm going to apologize for uh, these words, but it's it's one way of illustrating the the difference between light and heavy. In other words, d- illustrating the difference between what is true and what is not true. So first one, uh, I'm going to say this. You tell me whether it makes you light or heavy. Okay. You don't truly care, and you've never cared enough. Light mm. or heavy? Heavy. Yeah. Really heavy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So that's one. So you get the sense of that. And and mm. notice it's an energetic because we don't, it's not like, you know, we've been in relationship together for years. So I'm saying this to you. It's more like I'm just giving you this energy. So mm-hmm. it, it's more accurate because it's not based on a history, right? So now let me give you a different, a different uh, statement and see whether it's light or heavy. You care far more than you've ever acknowledged and you desire to contribute more to people than most people have ever been willing or able to receive. Yeah, powerful. <laughs> Resonate with that. Yeah, right? Yeah. And that, so if you'll notice the difference in that, the light versus the heavy. So the first one was a lie. The second one was actually true. And it's interesting because we, and this this thing about light and heavy is is fundamental to us as beings and we are truly energetic beings, meaning we're aware of the energies all around us. And I, on the one hand, I hate to say that because I don't want to sound so airy-fairy. But on the other hand, it's like it's the most practical thing in the world. And by the way, every successful business person I've ever met, every successful mother or father that I've ever met, every person successful in relationship that I've ever met, they're functioning from their awareness of energy. Like in your relationship, you know, you know, when there's a weird energy between you and your spouse or, you know, when there's a weird energy with your kids. And if if you acknowledge that and then you take this just if you acknowledge that we have that number one. And then if we take that one step further to go, okay, if if it's heavy, there must be a lie here somewhere. So when your Mm. kid comes home and is like, mom, no, I wasn't with those people. And it's really heavy. Okay, Johnny. So. Um, what were you really doing? You know, oh, by the way, if you ask truth before you ask anybody a question, the law of the universe is they either have to tell you the truth or you and everybody else will know they're lying. I just wanted, for those of you who have teenagers, um, great tool. Can you give us an example of that? What do you mean? Well, like exactly like I said, so your child comes home and you're like, uh, cause here's the, I want to go back to this one more time because this is so vital. When they, like, let's say you have kids who are out and they're doing something they know they're not supposed to do, or that you both agree they're not supposed to do. And let's face it, for the humanoid moms of the world, the the moms that are sort of the seekers, the different moms of the world, that they don't really want to be parents like other parents. They don't want to tell their child not to do anything. You know what I mean? Because you're Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'd like to give them some framework, but I don't want to control their lives. That's up to them. Well, still, when they go do something that you guys have agreed they're not supposed to do, They'll come back and there'll be a weird energy there and you notice it and you know it. And if you're aware of it and if you're aware of that kind of withdrawn energy kids have when they lie and they're trying to figure out and, you know, they're finding their way in the world. So they'll have this weird withdrawn energy and they'll and you'll say, so uh, how you doing? And they're like, I'm fine. I, you know, I'm going to go play. And you're like, um, hold on. Wait, wait, hold on a minute. Um, so where were you last night? What, what were you doing? Well, I went, I went over to, um, you know, Susie's house, like I said I would, you know, and they're darting in their eyes and you can tell that energy. And the thing is, this is the thing. If we would start to acknowledge that, 
we could navigate our lives based on what was light and what wasn't. So they do this and they and it starts getting heavy. And then you say, truth, were you really with Susie and her friends last night? And they look at you and they're like, they mm-hmm. so want to say yes. They go, no. I I was I went out with that guy that you didn't want me to go out with. And it wasn't as much fun as I hoped it would be. And I'm really bad. And I'm sorry. You know? <laughs> okay. So you, you start with the, okay, truth. Did you really? Ah, yeah, that's super uh, clever. I think the way that we think about this most practically is it's that sense of that feeling, right? Yeah, exactly yeah. that. Okay. Mm, and this is where what I'm trying to get people to do is actually trust that gut feeling because it's not even a feeling. It's a gut knowing. Yeah. And we keep trying to put it into feeling so we can say, oh, well, I, oh, it's just my thing. Oh, I must think that's true when it's not. Or No, it's your gut knowing, and we all have it. It's time for us to, if we're going to truly create the lives that, that are possible for us, we need to actually start following it and acknowledging it and being grateful that it's there. Absolutely. And I'm curious. So (laughs) I always, um, I always find, you know, when this is something Andrew and I have worked a lot along these path lines. So it's not foreign language to us. So it's like, just makes me buzz. And I think, oh yeah, it's a truth. It's just like, yeah, of course we know this, but I find that so many people who, um, would, I would say from outward looking in, you say, gosh, this someone's, I really needs this. How do you help to break through the skeptics, um, you know, in the room? Like the, like you said, looking at that, you know, newspaper advertisement and you're just going bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Like at what point do you yeah. find someone tipping point? What has to happen? How do people find this as their life change? Well, well let me tell you what I do is I ignore them. Okay. I'm not I'm not here to change the people who aren't already asking for it. Yeah. And I, and I yeah. you know, I freely tell people that and you know, because like the class coming up in Sydney this weekend, we have an evening class that anybody can come to. And then the people that want to participate for the full three and a half days after that evening will stay. Hmm. But you know, and during the evening I look out at the audience and I go, How many of you had somebody bring you here and you don't really want to be here? Raise your hand, you know? Like <laughs> how many of your girlfriends brought yeah. you here? And and I look at them, I'm like, I am so sorry they did that. Don't worry about it. You can think everything I said is complete BS. It's totally all right. You know, because it's like we know when it's time to change and we start actively looking for what it's going to take to change. And until that time, nobody in the world we could have teams of horses try to drag us to change yeah. it's not going to happen and so rather than trying to put all kinds of energy on the skeptics of the world i just look at them and go have a good time being skeptical i've seen this work with hundreds of thousands of people and i don't need to tell you a word about it if it's not for you it's not for you have a good life yeah, love that because yeah. I think for a lot of our listeners and ladies have is that they're people. Obviously, they're listening to podcasts, they're listening to us, and they love the vibes we put out there. And they're wanting change in their own life. They're wanting to expand. They're wanting to learn and you know grow their knowledge. They're they're people who are seekers, like you've described. And I find that so many of them, the challenge they have is actually those around them. You know, they're the ones who are seeking and they're being held down. How do you help people who feel as though? It's everything around them that's holding them back from who they need to be or would want to be. I love that question. That is wonderful. Now, so one of the things that we found in Access, and you know, I say it rather lightly so people can get a different awareness, not as a hard, fast rule, 
But um, one of the things we found is there are the seekers of the world that are like the people listening to this podcast, the people that are looking for something different. And the funny part about the seekers of the world is they tend to be in judgment of themselves and think what they do and how they are is wrong and everybody else is right. And then you have the other side that are the people that are in judgment of everybody else who've decided that they are right and whatever anybody else does is wrong if it's a, if it's different than what they're mm-hmm. choosing. And so we we've, we've lovingly called these cow people and horse people. The horse people are the seekers, the humanoids. Because if you've ever seen cows and horses in the same pasture, it's like they eat the same food. They sort of, you know, eat and crap in the same place and do whatever they do. But the horses are like, oh, my God, I want to run. I want to play. I want to have sex. I want to jump over that fence. I want to jump over this fence. I want to do this. And the cows are like, I'm going to chew my cud until I become hamburger, you know. And so it's like two different species. So the seekers don't understand why the other people don't get it and the other people think they're right because they feel like they've got a pulse on this reality and the rightness of this reality that the seekers don't have and so what's required is the seekers to stop looking at themselves as wrong and stop looking out at the people that are not seeking as right and for the seekers to stop trying to fit into this reality and realize you're not here to fit into this reality you're here to create a different reality called yours mm-hmm. and at the same time to create your reality, you don't have to fight this reality. And this is, I think, one of the things that gets us really stuck because we have so many people <clears throat> that consider this normal reality we live in, you know, the source and real. And so we keep and so we keep getting fought against for being weird and different. But what if you recognize that that weirdness and that difference is a gift? And also, you don't have to fight them. You just have to start choosing your reality. Now, how do you do that? Guess what? That involves a question again. What would my reality be here? Like if everybody in my life went away today, number one, what could I choose tomorrow? What would I choose tomorrow if it wasn't about everybody else in my life? And then if who would I hire back into my life tomorrow? It's truly got my back and it's here for me. And this can be a really dynamic thing to do, and it only takes a couple moments. You just ponder it for a few minutes. But it can be really dynamic because then you start to look at how much of all of your choices you've limited based on the points of view of the people around you, even though they're not limiting their choices based on your points of view. And then you start to look and go, wait a minute, which if I if everybody in my life went away today, who would I hire back tomorrow? That's where you start to see the people that truly have your back, who are truly supporting you in this difference in this journey that you're going on. Oh, that's such a lovely way to think about it. And also, I think, uh, breaks down barriers of those, what we're expecting everybody to do and how we're expecting them to come to the party for us as well. Um, So maybe they're just a cow rather than a horse. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, (laughs) uh, Dane, you... This is something I want to try and get people to understand a bit of a shift in sort of headspaces. You talk a lot about moving beyond problems. And we all we all have problems that, you know, they're every day that are stopping us from, you know, creating this life that we want or, you know, from changing the world. Um, so in this, I guess, reality that you talk about, we choose, um, you know, problems based on our finances or our families or whatever that is. But how do you 
be without them or shift this? A great question. Well, see, the thing that I do is, so I give people around the world these different tools of access consciousness. Well, I use them every day myself. Like I would not, I would not tell somebody to do something that I hadn't done, you know, that I hadn't used myself. And I've got to say one of the, there's a few really simple things like, so for example, if you, if you came to the three and a half day class or another access class, it would be a deep dive into all kinds of tools and actually how to get there for exactly what you're talking about. But on a, on a level that we can give people right now without, you know, being in a class together for three days, which would be awesome, by the way. Come, everybody, come. Um, yes. <laughs> We're going to talk about that again. How to get everyone. Oh, I, I was just thinking, I, well, I just, I literally flashed to, you know, because I, as you know, I do a lot of interviews and, and that sort of thing, but I just flashed to, if everybody that listened to this podcast and you two and me and the, if we were all in a room together for three and a half days, I was just like, damn, some massive change could occur. Yeah, I'm That's seeing horses everywhere. I, horses running around wild. Exactly. Horses <laughs> set Free. Oh, I love but, it. No, and and that's, was... that's it. No, and that's it. We, we, we do this show because we want people to see the possibilities and that's why we love your work so much. Thank you. And that's why I wanted to do it. I was like, yes. You know, my media lady, she's like, you, you don't have any time. Do you want to do that? I'm like, yes. Absolutely. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yes. Oh, we, we so appreciate it, Dane. Um, now, I have a question from Sarah. Oh, yes. Throw um, them in. So she wants to know, how do you instantly get yourself out of a funk? Oh. Okay. So, which is interesting because it actually speaks to the other question that I was going to answer that I never got to. Welcome oh, to yeah, my sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's your fault. I think it's mine. I think I'm, you know, massive ADHD over here. Um, and so... Okay, there's a few. Um, but one of the greatest things, one of the greatest gifts we can give ourselves, one of the greatest tools we can use and things we can choose is interesting point of view, I have this point of view. And you go, what? Well, realize that all of our problems come from creating a positive polarity about something or a negative polarity about something. When you undo that polarity about anything, now you're free. So, Okay. What do I mean? Well, if you align and agree with something or resist and react to something, that's when you get stuck. So, for example, somebody says, you're arrogant, and you go, and you align and agree and go, oh, my God, you're right. Or you resist and react, go, no, I'm not. Well, the only reason you resist and react is because you aligned and agreed in the first place. Because the other choice is, interesting point of view, somebody goes, you're arrogant, and you go, wow, thanks. Awesome. Mm. You know, you don't have any charge mm. on it. Because who's this to say what's truly, wrong and right? Yeah. Exactly. And also, mm -hmm. what's interesting, here's, well, I want to go back to the interesting point of view, but I want to give you this piece of information also, which is that people always accuse you of what they themselves are doing. Yeah. So when somebody's yeah. arrogant, yeah. they're yeah. going to tell you how arrogant you are. Otherwise, it wouldn't even be in their world to talk about. When somebody is selfish, they'll tell you how selfish you are. When somebody's going to take your money, they will accuse you of stealing their money. These are wonderful things mm -hmm. to be aware of, by the way. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I, I literally giving you these tools and this information is literally from working with hundreds of thousands of people 
around the world. And I don't say that as like an ego thing. I say that as a this sort of awareness about this applies in every culture, in every country, every sex, every religion, you know, around the world. So this thing about so if you if you if you get that that thing and then I'll go back to the other thing, you're like, there's a lot of things. Um, but if you get the thing about people accuse you of what they themselves are doing, it can really help because we get accused as horse people. We get accused of a lot of things, a lot of things. And we're usually being accused by the cow people of the world. And they're usually saying, oh, well, you're selfish. Oh, you don't understand me. Oh, you truly don't care about me. And you're sitting there going, what? I mean, I mortgaged my house so that you could, you know, pay off this loan. I don't care about you. Excuse me. And literally things like that will happen. Now, once again, remember what's true makes you lighter. A lie makes you heavier. So how do you get over this stuff that is the heaviness? Well, just acknowledging what is the lie spoken or unspoken and what is actually true here. So in the case of somebody accusing you of something they are doing, you don't care about me, for example. If you can spot and you look at it and you go, okay, wait a minute, are they accusing me? Anytime there's an accusation, look for the person doing the accusing to be the one actually doing that. 95% of the time you'll get lighter. So you go, okay. And once again, yes, this, yes, here's another question. Okay. Are, is it, is this actually true for me? Is it true for them? And you go, okay, mm. wow, they're actually accusing me of not caring for them. They don't actually care for me. Oh my God. Okay. So that's one thing about the accusation part. Let's go back to the original tool that I was going to, <laughs> going to give, which is which is the way to undo the positive and negative polarity of anything is interesting point of view. I have this point of view. Mm -hmm. So how does that work? Well, when you're interesting point of view about something, it's like that thing where somebody says you're arrogant and you go, well, thanks. That's an interesting point of view. Or you could choose to align and agree. We're like, Oh my God, I am. Or you align and agree and go, Oh my God, I am. And then you, and then you have to prove that you're not. So you go, no, I'm not. And you're fighting against it. The freedom is in, wow, interesting point of view. Interesting that you have that point of view about me. I'm not sure exactly where it came from, but works for you. Okay, cool. So how do we use this practically? Mm -hmm. So get an upset. So I'm just saying to you guys and everybody else listening, if they're willing to, get an upset that's still with you that's occurred in the last few days or the last week, some weird something or other that's still in your world. <laughs> yeah. uh, you got it. Okay. Yeah. At least one. Okay. Andrea got it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm you sure we have you shared okay. as well, sir. Um, we're driving. Uh, wait, 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 wait. wait. Sorry. Wait, oh, before oh. you share it. Don't. Before you share it, let's do this tool and see what happens. Okay. And then yeah. share it. Okay. okay. So get an upset. Okay. You got that energy. Just waiting for everybody else, you know, listening around the world. Okay, good. So now get that energy and say to it, interesting point of view. I have this point of view. And you don't have to do it out loud, okay? Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Now, notice it usually shifts even a little bit. Now, to the new energy that's there, interesting point of view, I have this point of view. And it shifts again. And then to the energy that's there now, interesting point of view, I have this point of view. And again, mm -hmm. as it shifts, interesting point of view, I have this point of view. And again, interesting point of view, I have this point of view. And one last time, interesting point of view, I have this point of view. Okay, so honest answer, what happened to it? 
Did it change um, at all? Think, yeah, I think by the end of it, my mind wandered from the initial thing that I was attaching to. And you know why your mind wandered from it? Because it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, yeah. Totally, yeah, totally dissolves the, the any yeah. charge around it. That's amazing. Um, so I'll just share what it was that oh. I was thinking about. So we were like driving along the plains of Africa and talking about something rather. I can't even remember what it was. And my husband turns to me and he says, yeah, but you're so close-minded. You don't want to take in anybody else's opinion that's not your own. And that totally floored me. Um, and because I pride myself on trying not to be like that. Um, and, yeah, that that's a, definitely a really good one to uh, relive the, the attachment to it. So is Dean off the hook now? <laughs> yeah, totally. And also I know that too, so. Oh, oh. So, okay, I just have a question about this, though, because I, I don't know how, why, but it almost feels like it's allowing you to point the finger at someone else. Is that, like, do you ever spoken get that like challenge? A true, spoken like a true horse person. And <laughs> what you don't realize is the cow people of the world will point their hooves at you every moment of every day and never even think about it. <laughs> now, so I, and I totally get that, you know, no, what it's doing is it's undoing the place where there's a lie there. Like with the interesting point of view part, that's not pointing the finger at anybody. It's just changing the charge on it. Hmm. The thing about recognizing that people only accuse you of what they themselves are doing, that's not pointing the finger at them. It's pointing it away from you. In other words, but, once again, as the horse people, we're always willing to have the finger pointed at us. Yeah, we take it on. We, we always take wonder, it on. And we, mm -hmm. Yeah, we take it on. We think, oh, of course, if there's a problem in the universe, I must be wrong. Yeah, you know? we, we let people ride us. Hey. <laughs> exactly. Cows don't let that happen. Uh, not in a good way many times, unfortunately. True. You know? And the thing is, it's like that philosophical question. You know, if a tree falls in the forest and no one is around, is the man still wrong? Yeah. <laughs> we should just leave it there. I think you've just answered the whole show for us. <laughs> that is so funny. I'll make sure I tell Dean that as well. He will love it. He'll think that's so funny. Um, okay, Dave, tell us about tell us about the weekend. What's happening this weekend? Oh, uh, it's a being you changing the world three and a half day class. It's based on the book that I wrote uh, in 2011. That is in numerous countries around the world in different languages, and. It's just a heck of a lot of fun, but it really is like if you're a seeker, if you're one of these horse people who knows there's something different possible and you've known there must be a different way of getting there, well, see if it makes you feel lighter to come. And, you know, I hate to fall back on my own tools, but that's pretty much what it's all about is if it's lighter to think about coming, then it will be awesome for you. If it's not, please don't show up because it will suck for you and for me. And I'm not willing to have my life suck anymore. After getting over wanting to kill myself, I'm sorry. It's it's not worth it to, to not be around fun people. So um, you know, not even fun, but people who actually want to be there. Because I see people who, who, who had a sense of humor when they were a kid, who enjoyed their lives when they were little. And then they grew up and they got so stuck in this reality and so stuck in sort of trying to do things right, not do them wrong. And so they're so unhappy. And one of the wonderful things I see is after three days, three and a half days, 
literally they become happy again. And they raise their hand and they tell me, oh my God, I remember when I was this way when I was a kid and I haven't been this way since. Now, what do we do in the class? Well, I happened upon this very interesting way of working with bodies energetically 18 years ago, right after I didn't kill myself, thank goodness, um, by working on the founder of Access Consciousness. So I use that. I work on people on the stage, um, this energy work, and everybody in the room actually gets the session when I do it. But also what we do is we use these Access Consciousness tools and we take a deep dive into the possibilities that have been that you know are there that you just it feels like there's this glass floor this glass ceiling between you and those possibilities and i i i wish i could describe what happens in the class um we get together in a room and and people ask some brilliant questions sometimes they ask the most vulnerable questions sometimes they ask questions about some of the deepest traumas they've experienced and within a very short amount of time, like, you know, 20 minutes, a half an hour, they get resolution on that, but not just resolution. What happens is it changes in their entire life and it never comes back for most of them. This is the matrix. And then isn't everybody it? <laughs> in the room gets it. What's that? That's the matrix. You know, finally, when you, you've seen uh -huh. inside, you can't go, you can't see it any other way anymore. Yeah, exactly. That's profound. And That's amazing. Say, <laughs> it, awesome. it, I, really i'm sorry i'm speechless because when you say that it's like for me it truly is such a gift to be in the presence of it because it's the people that choose it that that create it i facilitate it yeah magic now i i've just got attached because i know that so many of our gorgeous listeners sometimes put this on now at their downloads and get to it at a later date so let's just say they're listening right now and they've missed you in sydney yes. and they're really sad about that um where else in the world are you going to be this year how can they find you what's the best way to uh to to I guess, connect with you well first i'm sad too and i'm sorry you weren't there <laughs> Um, and my website is drdanehear.com. It's D-R-D-A-I-N-H-E-E-R.com, drdanehear.com. Um, and there's all kinds of stuff on there. There's all kinds of free resources. Also, um, from there, you can get to my YouTube channel. And I've got over 200 and something videos, like free videos, my gift to you, of different access consciousness tools that have come across over the years that are now part of access consciousness and you know dive in there see if see if some of that contributes to you i i literally have had people who and it just friggin makes me cry because you know ever since i was a little kid all i wanted to do was make people happy you know and, and from my family to my friends to and i was very unsuccessful at it i tried really hard though you know and to be able to actually be in the space of being able to give people something that might change their life is such a gift to me at this point. And, and so literally it's like, I've had people send me emails who said, Dr. Dane, thank you so much for your YouTube videos. I literally watch them every day, but I didn't have the money even to buy your book. And I was like, Oh, sweetness, I'll give you a book. You know, like <laughs> yeah. uh, they said literally, but I've been watching these videos and my, my money situation is changing. And my life is changing and I'm liking me more. And I'm like, oh man, is, is there any friggin' greater gift to be to people in the world? 
And I would really strongly suggest that everyone check out those YouTube videos because it's such, um, I, I've been watching them at Dane and you, just like you do now, you come across as just this beautiful, humble, cool dude. Um, and it's such a lovely um, way to interact with the audience. And I really appreciate that because a lot of people who are in this space don't necessarily have that um that humbleness about them, I guess, and there definitely is that light to you. Um, and the videos are awesome. He's got hundreds and thousands of subscribers on YouTube, so please make sure you check those out. Sarah also said, this is her endorsement, go and freaking buy his book. It's unreal. It's so amazing. It will change your life. Those are her words exactly. <laughs> um, awesome. Which I love. And so um, let's just reiterate. So the dates for this weekend in Sydney is, so it starts on Friday night, the 3rd of August, and then it's the 4th and 5th. Dane, does it also go for the Monday? Yeah, it goes for the Monday also. And the Monday as well. And we, this would be a truly life-changing um, possibility for any of you who you can get there in Sydney. Um, and also, um, Dane, just in your, one of your team members has given us um, the opportunity to gift to one of our listeners um, a, a ticket for the Friday night event, which is awesome. Yay. So, ladies, we're going to be sharing that online. We're going to run a little competition to release that to you. So, stay tuned for that. We'll do that today. Um, and because the event is this weekend, we're going to be releasing this podcast today. So, we're so excited for you all to hear Dane's message and hopefully to meet him as well. So, Dane, don't forget to keep an eye out for Sarah. She's going to come up to you. I'm going to make her. <laughs> I, I look forward to it. <laughs> and thank you so, so much for coming on the show today. Really appreciate you being here. So, ladies, remember you can check out um, Dane. So it's drdanehere.com. Um, also look for him on social media, Facebook, and also on YouTube as well because that is such a wealth of knowledge and there's some awesome tools there too. Um, and his book, don't forget, is Being You, Changing the World. Ladies, we really hope that you've enjoyed this episode today. We know what you think. Uh, we want to hear your feedback. So make sure you're communicating with us on social media. So facebook.com forward slash the wellness women or on Instagram, the wellness women official. We're going to start that comp um, for the Friday night event today. So stay tuned for that. But ladies, until next week, be well. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.